Well, what's up, everybody? Hope you're doing great and having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching online and worshiping with us, and I just want, kind of wanted to say thank you uh, from Nicole and I and the other pastors on staff for being appreciated. It's always nice, uh, you know, to have that acknowledged. We we work hard, but we love what we do. I hope that that shows. I hope that you feel that. You know, we have that calling from God to do what we do, and and some days are a grind and a challenge. But man, I'll tell you what, it's it's. It's wonderful. It's fulfilling and rewarding to, to do church with you guys. Like We love you so much. We love our church. We love our community. Uh, we love you being with us. And, and man, when, when you think about church and what church looks like, uh, church has kind of changed over the last six months. I, I mean, the world has changed over the last six months. Our lives, how we do what we do has changed significantly. And, and, and you know, that, that's okay. You know, it is okay. Time and time again, we'll go through different seasons and changes. And, and so sometimes God takes us through seasons of pruning and changing, and he requires us to grow and stretch and, and to be challenged. And, and I feel like that's the case for us, for the church right now, for us as a church, uh, just because things have changed, and it's good, because there are people that are watching online that, that we've never even met, but they're part of us. They're part of our worship service. They're part of who we are. They're connected with us uh, through virtual ways, and, and that's unique. You know, that hasn't always happened before, and, and so neat things are happening like that. And then as people continue to, to come back to church and get connected in worship service, that's a, an amazing thing where our church is continuing to grow. We have new people coming and, and being part of us. And so if you're new, we're glad you're here. Uh, the, the, you, I hope that you feel connected to us and, and understand the type of church that we are. And because new people are coming and, and getting grafted in and coming back, like our dream team is continuing to grow, which is great. Uh, so it's always encouraging to add people to the dream team because, you know, if you look around, uh, you know, we're going to need to add a, a, our second service back at some point in time. You know, we've been talking about that and like, man, it'd be great if we could do that. It'd be a wonderful thing. So we have that in our plans because we feel like God is moving. You know, it, things that don't change, they stay the same and they remain stagnant. That's not the type of church that we are. We are constantly changing and growing and adapting and, and moving in the direction that God has for us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today, the, the message, the, the sermon that I want to preach on, the main thing that I want to talk about is vision. You know, vision for the church, vision for you. Do you have a vision? Like for your life, for your family, for your marriage, for your kids, for your business that you lead. Do you have a vision, a calling, a purpose that, that you follow in? And so if you don't, I want to help you discover that. Like that, that's one of our main purposes here in the church as pastors is to equip people uh, to do the work, to, to serve, to minister, to, to have vision. And I'll tell you what, the only way that we can have the fulfillment and the vision that we long for and desire is to be Christ-centered, where everything is focused on Him and we're honoring Him. And, and so I just want to tell you, like, if I ask that you have vision and you go, mm, I don't really have that, here's the deal. You can you can have that because every single one of us, we want to be part of something bigger, don't we? We want to be part of something that, that's a movement, that's significant, that's having a lasting impact, that has some type of legacy. And here's the reality. We are that. We. We as a church are that. And you are part of us. I just need you to see that. I need you to see that in you, that you fill a role in Grace Church uh, because the church is absolutely the answer to those that don't yet know Christ. And it's the answer for those of us that do know Christ that we remain connected to each other. It's extremely important for us to do that because then we can have an impact together. 
I mean, oftentimes we, we, we make statements that, man, I, I can make a difference, and we can. I absolutely know for a fact that one person can have a significant difference and make an impact. But when you start adding that, that person to other people and multiplying, and you have groups, and then you have hundreds of people, and I mean, we, we can have a larger impact if we're all doing that together. And I just, I know so many of you, you're serving in the community you're serving your neighbors. You're serving people around you, and that's incredible, and I'm so proud of you. Loving those people that are in need. Sharing the love of Christ in very practical ways. And the reason I know that is because when I talk to other people about our church in our community, they always just say you know, positive things, and it's amazing. And, and you know, as we talk about it, they hear about it. They go, hey, but where is your church? And I know what they're talking about. I know they're talking about Sunday mornings. I know they're talking about our worship services. And I say, well, right now we mean Cinema World because and, and, that's what they're meaning. But the reality is we are not a one-day-a-week church. That, that, like, we're not. We are, we're seven days a week. It's constant. It's throughout our lives. It's every single day. We have connection groups. We have serve days. We serve in the community as individuals, as teams, as a church. I mean, and, and that, that's important. And so for us as a church, serving is part of who we are. It's part of our culture. And so we plan different serve days throughout the year, throughout you know, quarters and months and different times. And, and here's what we, what we need you to understand. We want you to be part of it. We're not just planning these things to make ourselves feel good about doing... No, no, no. This should be church-wide. So when we plan something, we're putting time and effort, and we want every single one of you involved in it, 100% participation, having an impact in our community. Because what if we all did that? What if we all joined up together to make the type of impact as a church body? Think about how, how far our reach could be, how, how we could truly make a difference, the movement that Grace Church could be in this community. I'll just give you a couple of examples. You know, there, there's two schools that we've adopted as a church. Uh, there, there's schools that are in a little bit more difficult area. Uh, they, they have some needs and stuff. So one of them is Discovery Elementary in Palm Bay. The other is University Park uh, in Melbourne. And so we've teamed up with them. We've adopted them, and we do things for them, for the teachers, for the administration, for the campus, and just to, for the students, to, to just love on them, to encourage them. And they know it's us. Like they, that's amazing. In fact, last year we even won an award for being like a community uh, organization involved in the schools. Like that's great. Like we're recognized for that. So, and then even recently, we teamed up with Love, Inc., which is another incredible ministry in our area, and, and along with Hunger Fight, to, to pack 14,000 meals. We even have a video of us just there packing meals and, and doing things for people in need. And, and so that was because of you, like your generosity to give, to, to supply those meals to, to people that are in need. And, and here's the reality. This is all for Jesus. Like all of it, every single part of it is for Jesus. So can we like clap one more time for him because of who he is in our lives and we live that out. That's why we do what we do. And, and I just, I love that. I love that about our church. I love that about you and your heart for our community. And, and, but when you look back, you know, back in March because of COVID and the last like six, seven months, our world has literally got flipped upside down and the church looks a little bit different. It looks a little bit different now but we can still serve in our community. We can still meet needs of those that are around us. I just I think we need to just be a little bit more creative about it. 
We definitely need to do it. We need to recognize it, and we need to respond to those needs. I mean, all of us, we all had to rethink what we do and how we do it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I really don't. Anytime we kind of go into this phase of rethinking, we have to brainstorm and be a little bit more creative uh, on how we do what we do. And, And as a result, oftentimes, we're more effective. That's what we want in Grace Church. That's what we want for every single one of you in your life, how God uses you to be even more effective where God has put us. One of the things that's hard, though, is when you look at church statistics and and our church as well, over the last six months, there's about 20 to 30% of people who were part of the church before that are no longer now part of the church. They've kind of drifted away. So when everything got flipped upside down, they kind of found themselves getting disconnected over these last several months. Now, I hope they come back. You know, if you know them, we want them back. If you're watching online, like, I hope, you know, you'll come back. And, and, and like, I, I just, that, that's who we are, right? That's part of our body. But, you know, it's just, that's the reality when you look at it. When things change, oftentimes there's some transition that we will have to work through as well. But they, those are, the people are part of the body, part of us as Grace Church. And here's why I want to share that. I have one single point for this message, and it's the church is more than Sunday. Like, we, we love our services. We love doing, you know, what we do and worship, and it's great to see each other and, and kind of do elbow bumps now, right? And I get it. I get it. Things have changed. But here's the reality. We are more than just Sundays, but sometimes we forget that. I know I've forgotten that. A lot of my time and focus is on sermons. You know, we're in the middle of a building project. A lot of my time and focus is on building stuff. You know, it's just, but when you look at strategy and church strategists, they talk about the different layers and levels that people are connected to church. Uh, so, so one of them is, like, when you look at everyone in the community, when you talk about the, our county and our, our region, that's the Space Coast, and you know, so that, that's the entire community you know, of people that we can reach. Then as you kind of go in, you have a crowd of people that are like interested in, in church. And at one point in time, you were part of the crowd. You're part of the community, and then you come to Grace Church, and you're like, hey, you're part of the crowd. You're kind of checking it out. You're seeing what's going on. You're, you're interested, but you're not sure. But then what happens is you take a step in, and you go, hey, I like it. It's kind of cool, and, and so you become part of our congregation. Like that, that's what we call it. You know, it's a group of people. It's the body, and, and you, you take another step in uh, to be part of us and who we are, and then when you go, man, I really want to be part of something significant. I want to team up my vision and my calling and purpose and become part of the body of Grace Church. Then what happens is you get to the committed level. So it's community, crowd, congregation committed, where you get to be committed. We have so many people that are committed. I mean, all of us, uh, we, we walk in different levels of commitment throughout our life, uh, and, and, and in this church as well. So it depends on how much time we have. It depends on our availability, right? So our commitment levels do change. That's very normal. And, and I certainly realize that our church is not perfect. You know, we are a bunch of imperfect people. In fact, why don't you tell the person next to you, you're not perfect, Tell them, tell them next to you, you're not perfect. Here's the reality. We're not perfect, and we know it. But here, what we've got to allow ourselves to understand and realize that we're imperfect, but our identity is in Christ, and that makes us important. 
we have a vital role as being part of this church. So here's what I want to share with you. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Let's not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So being part of the body, remaining connected, being in services, watching online, worshiping with us, being part of the serve days, those are all extremely important. So relationships, this is talking about relationships. We long for connection with other people. And that's, that's the way that God designed us. So, so being in relationship is, is part of our vision and who we are. We believe that we're better together. But I got to tell you, sometimes my heart hurts for people in the community that are not part of a church somewhere. For people in the crowd, if, if you're in a crowd of a church, even this church, like my heart hurts because you haven't taken the step to, to come into the church. Even if you're in the congregation, you might be like, hey, you know, I kind of go to Grace Church. I, I go there once in a while. I check it out. You know, then you're part of the congregation. My heart hurts for you because there's more. There's another layer, another level of commitment that you can step into. And so we want you to go all in. Uh, we, we want that for you because we understand the magnitude of what God is doing in and through this church. We want you to go all in. And so when you look at commitment levels and you look at taking a step in, it, it requires growth on our part to do that. I mean, that's reality. Sometimes God prunes us. He challenges us. We walk through seasons, but we grow as a result. So I think growth happens in one of two ways. And we've all done both of these. Maybe you can look back at a, a, a season previous you know, and say, wow, that's, that's what I did. Maybe you're in a growth season right now. But one of the ways that we grow is we just go for it. You know what I'm talking about? Where, where you enter into something, maybe a new job or a hobby or something, and you go, I want to learn more about it. And you just, you just go for it. Uh, one of the common phrases we use is on-the-job training where you're just like, I'm in, let's figure this out as we go. And that's totally normal. You know, for me, I have a lot of different hobbies and things that I do. And, and so when you talk about just kind of figuring out as you go, I just wanted to stare, share a story about the, the times that I went cliff jumping. I don't know if you've ever gone cliff jumping before, but there's a first, if you haven't, you need to. Uh, so there's, there's a first time though. There's a first time when you stand on the edge and you decide, you're like, am I going to go for it or not? Either you're going to just say, I'm going to figure this out as I'm flying through the air and I splash down because there's a first time and we get it. And so some of you, you need to jump in with Grace Church. Do you know what's going to happen as a result? You know, how, as, you're, as you're traveling through the air, as, as you land, no, sometimes it's on the job training or in the air training. Like I get it. But we grow just kind of le taking that faith leap forward. And so we would encourage you to do that with the church. The other way that we experience growth is that we walk through a season of life. Then we go back and we bring some people along with us on the, on the route that we've traveled. So many of you, you've walked through time and space and seasons. And, and you've experienced things that God has challenged you and shown you. You've grown. And so now, God is calling you to go back. He's like, hey, I don't want you to go back to relive what you've walked through. I want you to go back and walk somebody else through what you've grown. I'll share just an example from my life right now. I'm teaching a leadership class. 
uh, th this semester on Wednesday mornings, amazing group of people teaching leadership. And, and, and so I'm using some resources that I've already read and learned and grown because so now I get to teach them. I get to show them like, hey, this is what I did. This is how I do it. It wasn't perfect, but if you can learn from what I did and maybe God will use it in your life, but there's different ways that we grow. So we either just jump all in or we go back and we bring people along with us. But the key is growth. In both of those, it's growth. We either grow while we, gr while we go or we grow from where we've gone. And so we have that in life. You have that. And so oftentimes, God will give us just an affinity with other people because of where we've traveled or the things that we do, the things that we like, our hobbies that we have, or the experiences that we've walked through, sometimes the hurt and the pain. Just a, a simple example, I, many of the people that I know that uh, do really good in finances, they've walked through seasons of financial struggle. They've had, they, 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 they struggled with debt or spending or something, and, and so now that they've got things in order and in line, and oftentimes they'll say, yeah, I just, I love to help other people uh, with it. So, so it's just kind of that going back and bringing people along. I know one of the things that's really hard uh, for couples that are trying to have kids is if you have a miscarriage, but I've talked to so many couples where they go, oh, like my heart just grieves for other couples when they experience that because we know what that's like. We know the tears. We know the remorse, the feeling of loss and grief. And so we just want to go and help them and be their support system. You see that? Like you see, like, and, and so you, you have walked through significant seasons that God has taken you through, and you've got a story. You've got a story to share with other people, and that's amazing. That's incredible. And you have something to offer as part of this church. I just need you to believe it. I know it. I see it in you. I see the potential. I see how God has used you. And, and, and so now I just need you to see that that's now actually for other people here in this body that we're part of and in our community. And so we need more of that. We need you to be you and who God has made you to be. Because all of us together are a church body, and we have a calling and a vision and a purpose. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, it says, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Do you see yourself as a part? Do you see your role in this church? I mean, when you talk about our bodies, you know, the, the analogy that's given in the understanding, our body is a living organism. You know, it, it, it's alive. You know, when we cut ourselves, we bleed, and then it scabs over and heals. Uh, you know, we're growing, and sometimes not growing in, in areas we don't want to grow, but we're growing, we're thriving, we're eating, we're, we're nourishing ourselves and our bodies and how that works. And so, we, but we're spiritual beings. That, like, our spirit should be growing. And the way that that happens is, is being connected with other people. It, it happens by, re, by doing the, 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 the soap Bible study method. Uh, doing our daily devotion, dialing into scripture, and allowing the Lord's word to minister to us. You know, and uh, let me just kind of share a, a fantastic example that we've all heard before. Uh, and I need you to see this. If, if you have this mindset, we really want things to change in your mindset. So here's, here's kind of the simple example I want to give you. How, and it's really a question, 
And if you'd be willing to raise your hand, that would be amazing. How many of you treat your rental vehicle the same as your own vehicle that you own? How many of you treat, so it's only the angels. You guys are absolutely angels. You're amazing. You treat rental vehicles the same as the vehicles that you own. Now, there were a few hands, and, and like I applaud you, but the rest of us, we don't do that. Like when I rent a vehicle, I slam on the gas. Like I'm like, go, baby, go. And when that stop sign comes or the light turns red, I am slamming on the brake as hard as I can. And I tr like, I'll go over speed bumps, and I try and catch air. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to see if I can get that thing off the ground over the speed bump or the railroad tracks. Now, here's the deal. I would never do that in my truck. Never. I mean, sometimes I try and, but you, you're like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And so here's why I say that. Don't just be a renter at Grace Church. Don't just be a renter here. Be an owner. Be an investor in this church where God has put you. Because if you don't take ownership, you're going to treat it differently. You are. It's, that's just how, our, how we are in our human nature. We've got to battle against that. You know, Jesus made some incredibly bold declarations about the church for you and I and our calling and our purpose and our vision. One of the ones that's so powerful, he makes this declaration to the disciples that you and I get to grab a hold of. It's in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He says, he's speaking to Peter and the other disciples. He says, now I say that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, I love that verse. A lot of people go, oh, well, that's just for Peter. No, 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 no. The, like when you understand the context of this verse, it is fully, fully meaning and talking about the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, Okay, Peter was one of the disciples that, yes, used an incredible way in the early church, no doubt about it. But this is because of Jesus and who he is as the cornerstone in the rock, and, and, so, and, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So we cannot be overtaken by Satan. We cannot. Jesus declared that. He made that promises, promised for us. But it's only when the church is doing what it's supposed to be doing. When we're being the church, we cannot be overcome by the enemy. When we're doing what God has called us to do and living this out, we cannot be overcome. But a church that's full of renters is probably not going to overcome the turmoil and persist against hell itself. When the, when the onslaught of hell comes attacking, if you're just a renter, you're not bought in all the way. You probably won't have enough resilience to face that, that, those trials and, and difficulties that, that the enemy will bring against you if you're just a renter. So I want to just encourage you to take, a step to take a step in on your commitment level, to see who you are, who God has called you to be, to be part of this church. And so we want to be the church. That's our calling. That's our vision. I want to share with you a passage of scripture that gives us incredible direction on what we do. This is Grace Church and who we are, and this is the, the example of the early church. In the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 2, starting in verse 42, it says, All of the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs and wonders, 
And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. They sold their property and their possessions. They shared their money with those that are in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So the church is not a place that we go to. It's not a destination. It's who we are as people in our community with each other, linked up with a body. Like this is who we are to be. And so we have vision here at Grace Church, an incredible vision, powerful vision. And so I just, I feel like we're on the cusp of something very special and very unique. You know how God kind of builds you up and he's, he's kind of winding everything up and then he kind of is going to launch you forward. We feel like God is winding up, and man, I, I, that, that, it's, it's, almost like the t- it's almost time for that button to get hit, for that launch to take place, and we want you to be part of it. We need you to be part of it. We don't want to just do this by ourselves. That's no fun that way. We are to do this together, and so we, there are people in our community that we've got to be reaching, and so we want you to be part of that because Jesus has got to be shared with those that are in need, those that are struggling and hurting in our community, at your job, those that you know and your friends. And one of the things that I love about you guys and us as a church is whenever I have uh, friends of mine come, you know, whether they're from out of town and they're vacationing here, they're just visiting and they check out our church and stuff, and there have been a number of them over the years, they always say several things. And one of them, is they are just really impressed at how committed the people in the church are. They're like, wow, like your people love your church. They, they're committed. They love your community. And I totally agree. I feel like we're spoiled. We live in a place where people vacation. We get to be here all the time. And like our, just the community and the culture in our community, the jobs and, and like employment and just the culture here is incredible. It's amazing. The type of churches in this area, there's a lot of great churches in this area that have an incredible impact. And I definitely feel like we're one of them. And so I feel like we need to take our unity and bring it all together and take advantage of what you and I have and to continue to build some momentum so that we can continue to do something meaningful. I don't know about you, but I want to have purpose in my life. And I have it and I found it. And I need you to find your purpose. And if you're not sure what it is, come and join ours. Like, like, we've got plenty of vision, plenty of goals, aspirations, and like, come and join the vision of the church. You know, when, when people say, oh, what, what is it that you do? Why, why do we always talk about our hobbies and other stuff and kids? Why, why can't we just say, man, I'm part of a great church and we're doing great stuff? I think that should be one of the top things that we share with other people that we're a part of. Because we want to be a vibrant church, don't we? Like, we want that. I want that. I hope that you do as well. The only way that we have that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we do our part, we are completely reliant upon the power power of the Holy Spirit. We want that. We long for that. So when we have the Holy Spirit and he's bubbling inside of us and we do our part, that's amazing. I, I feel like that puts us in a position where God can use us in incredible ways. And we can do what God has called us to do and to be. And the phrase that we 
used this year in 2010, uh, 2020, I mean, uh, is, sorry, a decade ago, uh, um, is to be a difference maker. We talked about that. We celebrated that on our 10th birthday. So we started the church in 2010, and in 2020, the, the, the phrase that we were, used, were using this year is to be a difference maker. And so we can have that through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we do our part, we all become difference makers. And here's why we need to do that, because Jesus was praying for us as a church, talking to God the Father, and he said this in John 17, 18. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And so when we're in Christ, we are no longer part of the world. We're different. We are not any, we're not part of the world any longer. We're separated. But when Jesus comes inside of us, we're different and apart. But then he says, all right, that's awesome. I'm glad that you have me. Now I'm sending you back. I'm now sending you back into the world to be light, to be salt, to have an impact, to, to reach the people in the community, those that don't yet know me, those that need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, those that need signs and wonders and miracles and healings in their life. I want you to be the ones that go do that. And so here's what I want to share with you. We've come up with uh, a, a phrase that we want to use, and we're going to be talking about this over the upcoming weeks and months, and this is part of our vision. We want, to, we want you to recognize this as part of your calling as well. So us together, we're going to identify the circle of five. Everybody put up five hands. Five hands, five fingers. I'm a little off this morning. So five fingers, okay? Your circle of five right? Super easy. Are you ready? You have influence on the people around you, and I want you to identify your circle of five. These are the people that God has put in your life, whether you're here in person or you're online, five people, circle of five. So it could be your neighbor. For me, it's Stephanie with too many chihuahuas that bark early in the morning, the guy across the street named Sean and, and Phil and his wife. Right, my, my direct neighbors, they're part of my circle of five. God has put me in that house, in that community, on that street, and, and I, like I meet them, I talk to them, I know them, I know their story. Your neighbors, it could be the people at your work. And I realize many of us were working from, from home and, and, and virtually and stuff, but there are still people that we connect with at our job place. So who is it that's maybe in the cubicle next to you or on the same team as you? or you meet with and they're on your staff, they're on your team, or they're maybe your boss. Maybe your boss is just is one of your circle of five that you want to identify. It could be a long time, friend. But here's the deal. I, I want you to identify those five right now. Maybe you need to write them down. Maybe you need to just uh, text them. Text yourself. Who, who are they? Write them down. Identify them. This is not just going to be something that we just take and like throw off. No big deal. We want you to identify your circle of five. And we want you to begin praying for them by name. Know their story. Know what's going on in their life. Know their kids' names. Know their dog's name. I mean, are you kidding me? Those three chihuahuas, they could disappear, and I would not be sad. But, like, I know, like, how much she loves them and stuff. Right? It's a big deal. So you know their name. Find out about them. Pray for them and who they are. And then the second thing that we want you to do is we want you to find a need that they have and meet it, whatever it is. Sometimes it could just be simply simple as just praying for them. 
know, maybe their marriage is struggling or maybe they're concerned about one of their kids or school or maybe they're afraid of getting sick and getting COVID. I mean, that's reality. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of needs right now in people. We need to be the ones that take the time and make the effort to hear them out and be willing to be part of the solution. So we want you to identify your circle of five to begin praying for them. And then we want you to identify a need. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe you're just you're a young couple and you've got a couple of young kids and, and, and you're, you, you're, just, you're connected with another young couple and they've got young kids and they don't focus so much on their marriage and you know they need to, you wish that they did. So here's what I want you to do. You be their babysitters for the date night that they're gonna go on. That's meeting a need. It, it can be that simple. Hey, just bring your kids over, drop, drop them off and maybe you give them a gift card to, to go out to dinner for nothing. I mean, wh- why not? It, it, it can be that simple. Maybe you mow their grass. Maybe your neighbor is terrible at mowing her grass because she's a single mom and she can't afford to, to have somebody come do it. Why don't you take an, a part of your mission to mow her grass for free every week? Why not? Like it, it can be something like that, something simple. Maybe it's a friend of yours, somebody you know that you know intimately meeting a particular need for them. So I just, I feel like we have the capability to be part of a movement more than just being self-centered about us and who we are, but literally allowing the Lord to, to allow us to wear love out to people in our community. I mean, just this past week, we heard a story. We call it a win. It's a person in a story of someone who they helped out another person that was short on rent, helped them out. I mean, that's what, that's exactly what we're talking about. And so the best way that I can change your life is to encourage you and empower you to go and change somebody else's life. That's the best thing that I can do is to to set you free and to have you go and do what what God has called you to be and to do. And so what we want to do many times in our lives, we go, man, I would love to do that, but... I'm so busy, I don't have the money, I don't have... So here's the deal, like eliminate all those excuses. Begin to dial in and see the opportunities and respond to those. So just so you're aware, like this is not lip service for us as a church. This is who we are. So if you're new to Grace Church, what we want to do is we just, we want you to understand that and we want to empower you. So what we're going to do this morning, we call it a reverse offering where, you know, we are so thankful. We have so many people that tithe and give offerings and give to the building fund, and that's amazing. You guys are so generous. So what we're doing now in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, it says that all the people came together. They sold their possessions. They worked their hourly wage. They gave to the church. They gave to people that are in need. They shared their possessions. They met needs of those that were inside the church. And we want to extend this outside the community. So up here on these bar tables in front of me, next to me, is cash, just cash, lots of it. And so what we wanna do is we want to put it in your hands so that you can meet a need. Now here's the deal, right now you're having a thought. It's either, sweet, that's awesome, I can't wait to get up there, or you're going, oh, no way, I could never go up there. I need you to please not allow any obstacle to prevent you from coming up. And so as your pastor, I love you so much. And so what that is, is that's pride. 
pride rises up inside of us and we go, oh, I never could walk up there because then people will see me and, and they'll think I can't afford my rent or, you know, here's the deal. Like that's pride and that's the enemy working against you. Don't allow that to happen. So here's what, here's what we're going to have. Every single one of us, we might have needs and that's awesome. We're going to be reliant upon the Lord. What if maybe just maybe God is using this to meet the need in your life right now? What if maybe just maybe you can walk up and God's saying, hey, here you go. It's from the people in your church. They love you. And if that's not you, if you don't have a need, if you go, man, I just, I would love to meet a need. This is for you. Like, please understand our heart in this. We want to put the resources, like in Acts chapter 2, into your hands to wear love out in our community. Maybe you just identify your circle of five and you go, I'm going to start with them. Watch this. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm getting goosebumps up here just recognizing what if we with the power of the Holy Spirit, we do this and we get to be part of it. What happens? Amazingness. That's just the reality of how God works when he uses you and I. And so this is both organized and it's organic and it is beautiful. And it can be so powerful how this works. So don't let pride keep you in your seat. So I wanna pray. And I would, I, and we're gonna close with a song like we normally do. And so once we start playing and Like you need to get up out of your seat and you need to come. There's singles, there's fives, tens, twenties. Like it's time for us to be who we are. So go ahead and stand up right now. Let me pray over you. Pray pray a blessing over this cash and how we're gonna use it and that God will use it in amazing ways. So Lord God, we come before you and Father, thank you so much for vision. You give us vision, you give us passion. Thank you for your scripture that gives us direction on how we're to do what we do. Lord, thank you so much for the blessings you put in our lives that we get to give back to you and honor you and so that we can turn around and just bless somebody else. Lord, thank you so much for this perspective. Lord, right now we pray for our circle of five, our neighbors, our coworkers, our colleagues, our friends, our roommates. Lord, we just pray blessings over them. We pray for them by name right now, Lord. We lift them up to you and ask that you would use us in a powerful way, Lord, and that we would be able to meet a need. And Lord, I just pray for an incredible anointing on this money. They're just dollars. It's just paper, but it holds value. And so, Lord, I pray just right now that your anointing would fall on us as a people, as a body. We have just incredible value. Lord, there's no amount, there's no dollar figure that you can put on us because of the value that we have as people, as your children. So, Lord, you're going to put a resource in our hand, and we're going to use it in amazing ways. I pray for those people that it would just, oh, Lord, that it would be powerful and so significant. Use us, bless us, keep us. Lord, I thank you for provision in the times when we are unsure on where it's going to come from, that you show up in miraculous ways. Lord, and we pray the same thing for those that are going to be impacted by this. Lord, that you would just light something inside of us.